out, G, you know what I'm saying? Episode 99, ladies and gentlemen. Y'all gonna listen to this nigga's action. Go ahead, talk to him. I got these women down in Dallas, that's a national treasure. They act like sisters, but they act and they get nasty together. They like to cheer for each other when I'm fucking them both. I can't decide which bitch I like fucking them most. I got a woman from Chattanooga, knew me back from the stems. From the roof, she had my nice, they want me back in the skin. I take it back to me and Quisha when I'm back at the crib. We don't ever take it easy when I'm back at the crib. I got some bruises in Miami that I never betray. They done got me out of jams that I never forget. I got a surgeon, a doctor, a dentist. A bitch that like both head kisses, not hickeys. I asked her what's good. Besides me and this dick, she working at my I'm working this work, still working late nights. World money might spend, yeah, money might spend, still running late. About 600 HP, little sunny HD, big time and KP, road running like slow motion for me, slow motion for me, slow motion. I asked her what's good. Besides me and this dick, she working at And we are back in it. You know what I'm talking about? Episode 99 of the For the Culture Podcast is here. Shout out to Isaiah Rashad. Outing someone for anything is disrespectful and out of pocket. Give a fuck if it's true or not. That's my nigga. And if it is true, I don't give a fuck. That's my nigga. That's his life. I don't give a fuck about that shit. He do whatever he want to do. It's a grown ass man. And... Yeah, that's really all I got to say about it. We're going to talk about celebrities in private life that has nothing to do with Zay a little bit later. But let's get into these anniversaries real quick. So this week, Bobby Brown turned 53 on the 5th. 50 Cent released Get Rich or Die Trying on February 6th, 2003. Lady of Rage turned 53 on the 6th as well. And Tinashe turned 29 on the 6th. Jay Dillis Donuts album released on the 7th in 2006, and that would have been his 48th birthday. Anderson Pack turned 36 on the 8th. Clay Thompson turned 32 on the 8th. Black Panther soundtrack released on the 9th in 2018. Yara Shahidi turned 22 on the 10th. Kanye released The College Dropout on the 10th in 2004. And then today, Kelly Rowland turned 41. D'Angelo turned 48. Brandy turned 43. Erica Badu released her classic debut album, Baduism, today in 1997, one of the greatest years of all time, you know what I'm saying? And Young Miami turned 28 today. And my friend DJ Luna dropped her Sunday morning EP today in 2018. So shout out to everyone I just named. And in for quick news, um, Pusha T released Diet Coke. The video plays homage to Flavor In Your Ears remix video from 1994. So shout out to Pusha T and Kanye for that. Songs Fire 2. It's just I have so much music I ain't got to play today. That one's not going to make it in. But Song is Fire. Go ahead and check out the video, though, because that gives the full experience. Um, Let's see. Let's see. Kendrick Lamar is making an appearance on the Big Hit Show as another podcast. It's going to be releasing on the 16th to talk about To Pimp a Butterfly. So he's going to give his perspective and talk about the album. So look out for that on Wednesday, I believe. That's next Wednesday. 
Nintendo Switch announced that Nintendo Switch Sports is coming, and I'm gonna need me to get, um, I'm gonna need to get me a Switch because Wii Sports is one of the greatest games ever, and if that's on the Switch, bro, I gotta get that too. Um, let's see. Oh, my friend Charlay dropped a new song called What She Got, so go listen to that on all platforms. It's on Apple Music, all of that. So go ahead and stream that. Let's see. We're going to get right into it, low-key. Actually, wait. Before we do that, y'all going to be listening to this before the Super Bowl. But my prediction for the Super Bowl is Bengals win against the Rams. I'm going to say 30-24 to 24 or 31-24. And I feel like Joe Burrow going to get the MVP because they usually give it to quarterbacks. But if it's not Joe Burrow, they're going to give it to Jamar Chase. So that's my prediction for the Super Bowl. I don't know if I'm betting on anything or not. I'm going to see. But yeah. Um, yeah, okay, so, now that we got all that out the way, we're going to talk about Nicki Minaj. Record was fire, it was outro of the last episode. If you haven't heard, do we have a problem, go ahead and stream that. The video is actually really good. I like to see her acting, you know what I'm saying? And according to Nicki herself, it was going to be a pink Friday every Friday all year, for the rest of the year. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be music every Friday, but we did get another song. And it's called Bussin'. And it also has a little baby. So, you know, Nikki and Lil Baby either had a crazy studio session. They um, knocked out a bunch of records. Or these are the two we're getting. I'm not sure exactly. But I'm going to let y'all enjoy Bussin' real quick. Listen to Nikki. Yeah, my connect did not set my wrist back to leave bitches. Get my drip back to Ferrari with that. I tell it back when she hit that ass and thighs. That's where I'm thick at. Told this ex she ain't getting that dick back. I call baby, yo, where that stick at? Tell them boy, come get his shit back. If they act up, we gon' fix that. My new nigga ain't with that chit chat. You know you ain't getting your bitch back. When I do it, bitch, I did that. Wish a bitch would, I ain't taking my wish back. This cost half a ticket. Piss tax, then go Draco for a mishap. It's a Barbie on my wrist hat. I ain't at the bus stop, but my niggas bust back. Nikki back. It's obvious from last week, but Nikki's back. 
it's good to see her rapping and hear her rapping again. Like, okay, remember in, uh, was it 20? It was last year when she dropped the mixtape. She re-released it. And Nicki was rapping and was focused on rapping and was focused on music, focused on hip-hop, not all the extra shit, not her husband or none of that bullshit. We was just focused on her and her music and the legacy that she has. That's where Nicki Minaj belongs because that's where she deserves to be at. You know what I'm saying? She needs to separate herself from all that bullshit and rap. And she's doing that. And it's good to see. Um, The thing with TikTok where all those non-black creators ended up like benefiting from a black space, that irritated me. But that wasn't on Nicki anyway. So Nicki Minaj is back and it's good to see. You know what I'm saying? It feels like hip-hop is in a more recognizable space when she is dropping something and it's impactful or people are talking about it you know what i'm saying so shout out to Nicki minaj and shout out to little baby too because that nigga's clearly in her good graces you know got two Nicki records back to back um next topic is someone that i'm disappointed in but you know we're not used to this or we are used to this with uh with jim jones I remember he before he talked about um, it was at the gym and he got racially profiled. And it was like a big thing. It's like, okay, they got him fucked up, right? But this man was in the Gucci store crying about it being anti-black when one, we already know where Gucci stands on us as a people. And two, I don't know exactly what he was complaining about as far as like what happened. Cause I don't like, if it was racially profound, that's fucking obvious. It's Gucci store and they don't like black people. We know this, but he was talking about, you know, sparks on water or whatever. If that's what they give to celebrities and he didn't get it, whatever. It don't really bother me that much. But if it was an anti-black thing, it's like one, it's wrong Two, You already knew better. So there's no reason you need to be in there spending money. Like don't, you're, you shouldn't be there. Like, there and then on top of that, you flexing that you about to spend thirty thousand dollars in there anyway. What do you gain from giving people money that don't fuck with you? I don't understand celebrities that do that. Like there was, I don't forgot the artist who did it, but a store profiled them. This is like actually not a you knew better situation, but it was a store they profiled them. And he said, fuck it. I'm going to spend 50 bands in here just to show you I'm that nigga. All that, all that did was give them 50 bands. That didn't show them shit because you still a nigga to them. Like Kanye said, you still a nigga in the coop. If you, you know, it don't matter what you in, what you got, don't matter. They, if they don't like you, you are the N-word to them. I'm not going to say the other version. I'm not going to Joe Rogan this. But you know what I'm saying? Like there's no reason for you to spend that much money on something that don't like you. In Black History Month on top of that. Like, you shouldn't be doing it at all. You look stupid in all parts of the year. But to come online in February and cry about that from a company that we know don't like us, on top of that, spending that much money, any money at all, in that establishment when there's plenty of black luxury companies out there for you to spend money with is ridiculous. So Jim Jones, you look stupid. Do better. You're a grown-ass man. You over 40. You know better. And if you're over 40 and this is how you're moving, that's how you've always been moving. That's how you're going to continue to move. Unless you have some change of conscience when it comes to where you spend your money at or how you view yourself as far as like a respect thing. Because like there's no way that I'm going to spend that much money or any money at all with somebody I know do not like me. It's not happening. 
if I get racially profiled somewhere and I have a lot of money, I'm not going to spend money on the, like with their company to prove a point. There's no point to prove. So that's where I stand on that. Jim, you on your own, bro. I don't care. Most people don't care because you look stupid. Um, so, yeah. And since we're already on the topic of celebrities, celebrities in their private lives, like being leaked or whatever, you know, everybody kind of know what I'm alluding to. But with these people doing these things or when things happen, most of the time, unless it's a leak, like when people were getting their iClouds hacked, when th these things are posted, they know exactly what they did because it's like three or four steps in order to post something. I post on social media every day. For you to press record on the Instagram app. Watch it record on said app. Let it go. Either watch it through or press story immediately after. You know what app you're on. This isn't a, oh, I meant to press it to my close friends. You shouldn't even be on Instagram recording that anyway. If you were going to record that, you record that separately. And if you recorded it separately, that'd make it worse because you went from your camera roll to that app, clicked on it, and then put it to your story. So regardless, there are multiple steps here where you knew better and you knew what the fuck you were doing as a grown adult with social media. You didn't leak nothing. It wasn't no accident nowhere. You are a fucking adult. The only way it's a quote-unquote accident is, again, if you were on the Instagram app and there's another account that you used to post shit like that, and you went on your regular account and posted something like that. But regardless, there is a at least three-step process to that situation. So I don't feel bad for you. I don't care. I didn't see nothing because I didn't want to see nothing. But again, you coming out saying, oh, it's an accident. You grown-ass adult, bro. No. This applies to all of them, not just whoever was bigger headline. You know what I'm saying? But this is to anyone who leaks something and posts something and it's like, oh, my bad. When people are on Instagram posting memes or they post something talking shit and they go, oops, that was for close friends, that's a different story. But if you posted that, you knew what you were doing. So, no, I don't know. And I don't even, I have close friends, but I don't use it. You feel me? I just have a list of people that I fuck with, which is like, five people, six people, which is a group of friends that I talk to in a group chat anyway, so I don't need to post on there. So I don't use it. So, yeah. If you have a close friends and you're using it, do what you gotta do, but don't get online and after posting porn of yourself and be like, oh, it's an accident. You know what app you're on. We're adults, bro. Like, if you did it, you did it. Just accept it and be like, oops. I put that on Instagram. Hey, man, listen. Celebrities like drama. Celebr We're not even, well, they like drama, but they like attention. You feel me? Don't matter who it is. Ain't nobody safe from criticism. This is what people do. So, yeah. Privacy is an interesting thing when there's celebrities that do things like this. Everyone's owed the right to privacy. That's not what I'm saying. But celebrities will do this and then they get upset when they're talked about like you didn't you didn't set yourself up for this situation like you did it and then there's backlash not to the specific of this week but in general 
and then you're like, oh, well, my life is always under a microscope. You knew that when you got famous. You knew that before you got famous, when you were looking to become famous. You knew that when you made the certain amount of money that put you in a certain stratosphere of where people are looking at you all the time. So complaining about it isn't going to do you any better. And that's how I feel about that. But another celebrity that I'm disappointed in this week is Rico Nasty. And y'all know I love Rico, but she said some dumb shit. So she posted a picture from an artist, like a small artist, obviously, not a musical artist. And she didn't tag him, you know, just like anyone else that has a huge one, like million followers plus or half a million followers plus type following. You're supposed to tag the artist when you post something that's theirs, whether you screenshot it or not. You know what I'm saying? Because you see the artist when you post it or when you screenshotted it, you know who, you know, or I got this from such and such. And then if you go to that, you'll see the real artist, whatever, you know, people called her out for it. And her response was so ignorant. I couldn't find the audio to where I could download it and play it clearly for y'all, but I have it on my phone from a video on Twitter that just, you know, took it. So I'm going to play it and hopefully you guys hear this as good as possible. But uh, here's Rico's response something that you like on Twitter and you screenshot it you're supposed to post the artist like y'all be making these politics for reposting shit it's so fucking stupid if I see something and I fucking liked it then I'm gonna repost that I don't have to tag anybody like this is ridiculous and how many of y'all post pictures of me and not tag me remake pictures of me and don't tag me like y'all need to shut the fuck up y'all be invading whole privacy over here but I can't even post something that I fucking like and you taking it to heart like damn no credit like girl here's your credit here's your little 15 minutes of fame the picture was cute you're a great artist but you're a shitty fucking person that is the last response I expected from Rico of all people like you call one you call somebody shitty a, per, a shitty person because they wanted credit for something that they created that's stupid. That's ignorant in all forms of the word. Then you turned around and said, I don't have to tag anybody. Here's your 15 minutes of fame. It's their work. And then you said you're vi violating privacy laws. You're a whole ass celebrity. Pictures are taken of you every day. That is a paparazzi issue, not an artist issue. And you're saying y'all don't even tag me. As someone who posts pictures of celebrities, I tag them every time. Getting acknowledged for acknowledging them is a whole different thing. I've been acknowledged by plenty of people. For example, Maya, John Legend, shout out to people like that, that have liked, commented, Shaka Khan, you know, people that are responding or they will like your post, you know. But Rico, of all the pictures I posted of Rico, she's never liked anything of mine, and I'm not asking her to do so. But for her to say shit like that is, like, oh, you don't even tag me. You're a celebrity. Pictures of you are everywhere, and you know that. So what are you even trying to, like, there's no comparison here. You have money. You've made it. You're doing your thing. The least you could do for an artist, a smaller artist, in their respective field like you were, is to at least tag them. That's it. Didn't nobody say, pay me? Didn't nobody say, you owe me all this other shit? Like, just tag them. That's it. That's it. It's not that hard. It's not that hard, especially if you know who did it. If you said, oh, you post this, I don't know who the artist is, 
somebody send me the artist. That would have been cool too. But what is wrong with people, bro? Like, it's like when you go viral for something and they screenshot and crap your name out. Nigga, that's my shit. All you got to do is not crop my name out. That's it. That's all I ask for. You know, like I've seen shit that I've said go viral plenty of times. And I'm like, damn, they just cut my name off the shit. But, you know, whatever. It's sad. So I'm like, okay. Rico, that that's stupid. And I'm like, damn, people were really rocking for you and riding for you when you was doing the Playboy Cardi tour. And people had you fucked up, disrespecting you and your art. But here you are. Less than six months later. Saying all this stuff. So I'm like, okay, ma'am. I just, you just gonna be over here for a minute because I just, I can't fuck with that. That's disrespectful. It's out of line. That's like when people write articles about you, um, like smaller writers or whatever. For example, if someone was to write an article about Rico and she just never acknowledged it, like just big interrupt and all that, and people, she never acknowledged it. But you post someone else's stuff that say they painted you or drew, I don't even know what she posted. But say someone drew her and then she just posted it. You could at least tag the person who created that with you in mind. Like, what is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? That's just entitlement. It's just dumb to me. So celebrities have been pretty ignorant this week. Black History Month is off to another rocky start like it always is. It's always it's Black History Month and then black people start doing dumb shit. Um, Izzy is a fighter in the UFC said that Joe Rogan is his nigga and fuck the noise. And I was just like, you're Nigerian and you're not even from the United States. You have no say on this word, let alone, like you can say the word cause you black, I guess. But nigga, you have, you, you can't say anything about the word nigga or nigger. You don't have no say in that. It's not about you. That's not your history. You're from, you're Nigerian. If you're from Nigeria, your Nigerian history is everything that applies to you. As a black American, where all of my history goes all the way back to everything in America and the United States, and then figuring out which tribes and countries that I'm from in Africa, that word applies to me and people who have the same lineage that I do. You don't get to turn around and say who your nigga and who not, or who can say nigga and who can't. If you ain't black, don't fucking say it. That's the end of the discussion. If you black and you letting other people say it, that's on you. If you in a situation where somebody said you can't say shit, that's fine. Depending on whatever that is. But you feel me? Like there's certain things that people who aren't directly impacted or directly connected to need to shut the fuck up about. It's sad how many people act the ass in February, bro. Like what is wrong with y'all? We only get four weeks. We only get 28 days and y'all decided to fuck around for the first 11 we only got 27, or no, we only got 17 more left to get to 28. What is wrong with y'all? Niggas are ignorant, bro. And I mean the ignorant definition of the word, not, you know, like it's just, ugh. But I'm going to play a song to bring us back to the music side of things because we're done talking about ignorance. And we're going to talk about some heat. So let's get into one of the greatest artists of all time. I want to be the Elvis of rap. I don't know how you could perceive that, but the reason why I say that is because 
He's been dead about 20 years, and they still won't let him, they won't let him rest because they have so much respect for his music, and that's what I want. Five, four, three, two. Yes, He dropped back on Death Row, and he also acquired Death Row Records. He is the official owner of Death Row Records. 31 years after the founding of the label, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, it's it's great, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna have an article coming on it, and I'm sorry. I know the Brian Flores article is supposed to be released already, but I'm working, so it's like it's hard to write. I'm going to try to get that out, the Snoop out, um, the weekend recap. And then I still have the Janet Jackson thing coming at the end of March. But I got to get this Snoop article and Brian Flores article going. And then I'm going to try to get the weekend out, even though it's going to be a little bit late. But yeah. So Snoop Dogg acquired Death Row. And this is what he had to say. It feels good to have ownership of the label I was a part of at the beginning of my career. And as one of the founding members, I'm looking forward to building the next chapter of Death Row Records. I am excited. I don't know who he gonna sign. I don't know none of that. But this new album is such a great sound. Some of the songs I'm like, all right, I didn't want to hear the baby with Snoop. The song was hard, but not because of the baby. But Snoop can rap his ass off still to this day, and that's obviously known. But Snoop is doing big things, and it's always good to hear him drop an album. Honestly, like he drops an album all the time. But this was a really, really good project. So. Shout out to Snoop. Being from California, it's like you grow up watching Snoop, listening to Snoop, and then you, you know the death row thing when you're a child or whatever. And then he owns it now? I'm like, okay. Are we going to get Tupac albums done the right way? Or does his estate own them? Like, I don't know how this is going to go, but we're going to see. I'll write about it and be way more in-depth than I am here. But 
Snoop Dogg owns Death Row Records, so he's technically back on Death Row, like the album said, because he announced the album. I was like, oh, I'm confused. Okay, I mean, it sounds like it's fire. He's about to just sound, rap like he used to, and then he bought the label. I was like, oh, shit. So, shout out to Snoop. Shout out to Snoop. It's honestly amazing seeing how Snoop was able to be relevant for this long and rap this good for this long, and then, as you hear in the background, mix his sound up with the new sound you know and snoop has definitely adapted to every sound change in hip-hop and has done it well without sounding like everybody else so i really appreciate snoop dogg for being the pillar of hip-hop and the icon that he is so snoop dogg do great things with death row i know you will because you were there when it was great we're gonna see how the west coast moves from here on out with death row being back because bad boy was still and is still around never stopped like death row did but now death row's back i know it ain't gonna be no beef but you know what i'm saying it's good to have both on the i guess the main stage if you know what i'm saying so snoop dogg did an amazing thing and it is good to see death row back it's not just a, oh you got a death row chain oh you you know you were there when it was there but now it's still here you know it's not owned by hasbro or owned by some random shit anymore. Snoop Dogg on it. So, yeah. Also, in music, Mary J. Blige released an album. Shit was fire. You know, Mary does it again. It's called Good Morning Beautiful, I believe. Let me make sure. Just to double check. Oh, Good Morning Gorgeous. Okay, Good Morning Gorgeous. But she dropped her album. And Jasmine Sullivan also released the Deluxe of hotels called hotels motels and it's 24 records now so it's basically the double album of what we got because the first album was 14 it's 24 so you got a whole another 10 records um jasmine's giving the black woman's perspective on relationships and coming of age and all that type of stuff with modern black women and that's good for them you know like i listen to it and i enjoy it but i don't i don't live it you know what i'm saying so it's a little bit different for me listening to it versus black women listening to it but i'm glad that y'all have somebody that is speaking to either y'all perspectives or speaking to something that you like to hear you know so shout out to jasmine and i'm gonna play a record my favorite song from the deluxe version which is hurt me so good so listen to jasmine sing her ass off as she always does No, I never leave confused Cause I'm always forgiving the shit you've been putting me through You told me you changed, but I see it in the new huh. Cause I already know you don't know nothing about love I leave when you're wrong, but don't stay away for long You make it so hard and making this house a home I know you're no good, but I just keep hanging on this And you know you could do better, baby But you won't try for me
Jasmine Sullivan is one of the greatest R&B artists of our generation, one of the greatest voices of our generation, and she should be respected as such. Like for her to get her recognition, like from mainstream in the last two years, shows how trash labels are, and how much people really listen to R&B because oh, R&B is dead. R&B is dead. Jasmine ain't never went nowhere. Been listening to her since what I was uh, ten or eleven when she came out. When busting windows out your car came out is when I met Jasmine Sullivan. You know what I'm saying? Pick up your feelings was nothing new to me. Um, that's just that's a great woman with a great voice. She can sing her ass off with the best of them. And I wish nothing but success for her career. I'm glad she's starting to get her recognition. It's a beautiful thing. So shout out to Jasmine. Um, we're going to switch over to sports and close out because it's not too much going on. But the NFL awards happen. And Aaron Rodgers won his fourth MVP. His first, uh, it's the first back-to-back MVP award for a player since Peyton Manning did it in um, 2008, 2009. Joe Burrow won Comeback Player of the Year, obviously. He tore his ACL, came back, and took his team to the Super Bowl. So, you know, that speaks for itself. Won his division, all that. Year one with Jamar Chase. Got his college um, wide out and went crazy. So, Jamar Chase obviously won Offensive Rookie of the Year and Rookie of the Year. And I believe Micah Parsons won Defensive Rookie of the Year. So shout out to all of them. Defensive Player of the Year went to TJ Watt, I believe. So, yeah, shout out to all of them. And we're going to see what the Raiders are doing next season. We did add some more coaches. We got the Carolina Panthers DB coach for um, defensive back play calling or something like that. It's, It's really complicated with the coaching staff. But once I get everything fully in order and we really get it, everything cemented i'll have a like raiders segment so yeah that's nfl news and then in nba news the trade deadline happened and the gm didn't make any moves surprisingly the lakers are looking to the buyout market according to sources but the news that broke on i think it was yesterday is as follows as soon as i get to my screenshot because it was a lot that happened, bro. It was a lot that happened. <laughs> Let's see. I had this screenshot ready and now it's gone. Let me see. Just let me just get a list of it. 
Okay. The Nets and the Sixers made the deal. Steve Nash said, oh, I don't expect a trade, but 76ers got James Harden. The Nets got Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, and two first-round picks, one for this upcoming draft this year, and one for 2027. The Sixers fleeced themselves because you gave up Seth Curry. Ben Simmons wasn't playing for y'all anyway. Whatever. Andre Drummond is eh. But you gave up two first-round picks and all of that and didn't even get another pick in exchange for James Harden? Someone who's quit on two teams already? All right. We're going to see how that go. Seth is going to cook in that Joe Harris role, though. And KP is now out of Dallas. He was sent with the second-round pick to the Washington Wizards for Spencer Dinwiddie and Davis Bertans. So the Mavericks cap room didn't even get better because Bertans' contract is many. But KP and Luka experiment is now over with. And yeah, the Celtics decided to go out and get Derek White from the Spurs. And the Spurs got Josh Richardson, Ronio Langford, a first round pick, a protected first round pick, and a first round pick swap in 2028. And then Daniel Tice returned to the Celtics from Houston in exchange for Dennis Schroeder in his freedom and Bruno Fernando. And then the Bucks got Ibaka in a four-team trade. The Bucks got Ibaka, a second-round pick from Sacramento, a second-round pick from Detroit, and Cash from the Clippers. The Clippers got Rodney Hood, Simi Ojale, and Vanya Marinkovic. And the Kings got Dante DiVincenzo, Josh Jackson, Trey Lyles, David Minchinu, and a second-round pick from Detroit. And the Pistons got Marvin Bagley. Then the Hornets got Montrez Harrell from the Wizards. And the Wizards got Vernon Carey Jr.-ish Smith in a 2023 second-round pick, which is Boston's pick from Charlotte from a previous trade that was hap- that uh, occurred. And then Torrey Craig is back in Phoenix from Indiana with cash considerations. In return, the Pacers got Jalen Smith, and a second round pick from Phoenix. And then the Suns got Aaron Holiday in return for cash considerations from the Wizards. And then it's a lot of trades, my nigga. Gordon Dragic, uh, Gordon Dragic is in the uh, San Antonio now. So Thaddeus Young, Drew Ebanks, and a second round pick went to the Raptors. And the Spurs got Gordon Dragic and a first rounder. The Magic got Bull Bull and P.J. Dozier, a future second-round pick in cash from the Celtics, and the Celtics got a second-round pick from 2023. The Jazz got Nikhil Alexander-Walker and Juancho Hernan Gomez from San Antonio. The Blazers got Joe Ingles from Utah, Elijah Hughes from Utah, and a second-round pick from Utah, and the Spurs got Tomas Santoransky and a second rounder. The Thunder got KZ Okpala. And the Heat got a second round pick in 2026. The Kings made one of the dumbest decisions I've ever seen. By trading away Therese Halliburton, who is someone who is a budding star, who I think is going to be a future star in the league. Someone that committed himself to the community of Sacramento and said he was dedicated to turning the culture around in what Sacramento has made so trash. And even with De'Aaron Fox still being there, it's not his fault that they garbage. 
They're just committed to being garbage. The front office, I mean. It don't make no sense. But they traded Therese Halliburton, Buddy Heald, and Tristan Thompson. Tristan Thompson ain't even over playing basketball, so that don't bother me. But the first two makes no sense. And they traded for Sabonis, Justin Holiday, Jeremy Lamb, and a second-round pick. Sabonis is a great player. However, he's a free agent after this year. Do you think he's going to stay in Sacramento? Even if he did, Therese Halliburton is 21. Like, it, it just don't make no sense to me. The Kings need to do better. Um, the Trailblazers finally broke up the backcourt of CJ and Dame. It was disrespectful for them to ever compare them to Steph and Clay. But shout out to CJ and Dame. Um, CJ, Larry Nance, and Tony Snell are in New Orleans now. And the Blazers got Josh Hart, Nikhil uh, Alexander-Walker, and Tomas Sedaransky uh, in the trade. Didi Luzada, a first-round pick, a second-round pick, and another second-round pick, whichever is better between the teams. So, yes, some of these names you've heard twice, but they were multiple trades. And then Ennis Cantor, which is Ennis Freedom, got released on top of being traded. So, eh. Um, the Cavs acquired Karis LeVert from the Pacers along with a second-round pick in exchange for Ricky Rubio, a first-rounder, and two second-rounders. And then the Blazers traded Norman Powell and Robert Covington on the fourth in exchange for Eric Bledsoe, Justice Winslow, Keon Johnson, and a second-round pick from Detroit. And those are all the important trades. Actually, no, wait. The Knicks sent Kevin Knox a second and a first-rounder um, to the Hawks in exchange for Cam Reddish, Solomon Hill, and a second-rounder. But, yeah, um, shit's crazy. That last trade is from January 13th, but I didn't speak on it. So, a lot of trades happen in the NBA. I don't know how the Nets are going to function if Ben Simmons decides to play after not playing for over half of a season. KD's still hurt. It's a 10-game losing streak. Kyrie can only play half the games. Um, James Harden is coming off injury, but I guess he's not injured anymore since he got traded, but you've seen how he did it in uh, Houston when he faked, oh, I'm injured, and oh, I gained all this weight, and oh, da 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 and then he got sent to the Nets and was playing and dropped a triple-double. So it's like, we're going to see how this goes, but there's no what if, what would have happened if the Nets stayed together. We've seen what happened when the Nets stayed together. You relied on three unreliable people, basketball-wise. And, yeah, KD's reliable as far as playing. But KD is, he's hilarious. It's funny. But at some point, you got to just look at somebody and be like, damn, nigga, really? This is what you chose? You left basically guaranteed W's for this shit because you wanted to do it yourself or because you were soft against the media, which the media had you fucked up, but you let the media run you out of town, not actual basketball-related stuff. If the Draymond thing hit that hard, mm, I got bad news for you, but good luck. So, speaking of the Warriors, we didn't make any moves, but Draymond's coming back off injury soon, next couple of weeks or so, like three weeks maybe. He said three or four. And then Wiseman is actually in contact three on three now, so he's coming back. So he didn't really need to make a trade. I think that they're relying very heavily on Looney to not get injured because we didn't pick up no big men in this trade deadline or anything. So we're going to see how that works out for us. But we did lose to the Knicks um, at the end of the game. Clay missed a shot. Steph missed a layup. It's like, you know, it happens, whatever. Heartbreaking loss, but we're going to be fine. The Suns beat the shit out of the Bucks. And they are now four and a half games ahead of us for the one seed. 
But we're going to see how that goes. Um, there's plenty, plenty of season left, you know. We've beaten the Suns head-to-head two out of three times. And, yeah, I'm looking forward to the playoffs. Don't know who we're going to end up facing, but we're going to see. Um, I believe that is everything sports-wise. I just, it's really hard to see players like Therese or Tyrese get sent out when they're dedicated like that. And it's like, is this the second season? And you're like, oh, fuck it. I'm going to trade him. That, that didn't make no sense to me, bro. Like, he's going to cook on the Pacers, and I hope that he does. I hope his career flourishes like I think that it will. And I hope he's able to be um, embraced by a front office and a team that actually realizes his talent. So, you know, shout out to Halliburton. And I hope that he knows his worth and he goes crazy. Especially if they face the Kings, I hope he dropped 40 on their ass. So, yeah, that is sports. And I don't believe that there's anything else to get into. Just know articles are coming. I got another playlist coming. I'm not going to tell you who it is, but just know another icon playlist is coming. Still not going to be on Spotify. And yeah, with all that being said, I'm going to play my favorite record from DJ Luna's album, which turned four today. It's called Sunday featuring Chuck Strangers and Smadar Rubin. Enjoy, black people. Please stay together. Spread all your fucking self-hate to somebody else You stay letting knowledge be heard You're like an ex-plant song Quick to throw dirt on A hoe with a Metallica shirt on But ain't no way that I could comfortably do me Why you still cuffing me? I know you shocked to hear what I'm saying Surprised on my dispositional stand Rather call the prince and go to war Black man can't